0: be unto you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And a voice came out from the heavens, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. You may see that. Cyril of Alexandria, a famous figure in church history, Alexandria, Egypt, not Alexandria, Virginia, once summed up the baptism of Jesus in this way. He said, for Christ was not baptized as one repenting, but as one cleansing sins and sanctifying the waters. And you know that's a pretty good quote as you consider the Lord's baptism in this way and how then in turn informs what it means that you are baptized into Christ. Because anytime that we hear this account of our Lord's baptism, it's quite a sight. You have the heavens opening Mark's Gospel account has the Greek word where it's actually being torn or ripped open. The Holy Spirit descending and a distinct voice of the Father calling out from the heavens, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And so Jesus is no mere prophet. He's no mere great teacher. Now to be sure he is those things. But he is the beloved Son of God. This day in the church here, then, is all about who Jesus is as the Son and what this means for you as sons and daughters of God and holy baptism. Because you are baptized into Christ, you're baptized into the beloved Son, and you have all that He has done. Because your Lord is God Himself, Jesus, fully God, fully man. He came to the Jordan to be baptized. He was anointed as the one sent by the Father to redeem his people. He is the prophet, priest, and king. He is the Messiah, your Redeemer. So Jesus came to the banks of the Jordan, and it was indeed fitting for him to be baptized. All righteousness is fulfilled, even as he himself alone is righteous. In Advent, God reminded you that one of the names of Jesus is, The Lord is our Righteousness. Jesus came and did what you were not able to do. Jesus gives what you don't have on your own. So for you to boast in the Lord, as the epistle reading says, we heard a few minutes ago, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. That's for you to trust, to find your comfort and consolation in Jesus, who was baptized by John in the Jordan River for you. So it's to view your baptism as how God has delivered Christ and his salvation to you. In Holy Baptism, the benefits God worked for you are that he worked the forgiveness of sins, rescued you from death and the devil, and gave you eternal salvation as the words and promises of God declare. So baptism saved you because Jesus has saved you. That's no small thing. It's the very gospel itself. And as miraculous as the baptism as your word was, so too your baptism was a miracle. And it really still is a miraculous thing in your life. So, when holy baptism is attacked, when it's diminished, the Holy Trinity and his work are attacked and diminished. But when baptism is held in high regard and you cling to those promises, then the Holy Trinity is extolled and you boast in Christ who has accomplished your salvation. Our closing hymn today is St. Patrick's Breastplate, where we sing about the Trinity and what all God has done. It's one of the few Irish hymns in our hymn known being blessed name right, and ancestors from Ireland, it always, I was told this morning, it warms my, my Irish heart to hear that. Now Martin Chemnitz had this to say on baptism, which ties in well with this Sunday as you think about all of this and start to, to meditate upon it, what you have in your baptism. Chemnitz, one of my favorite theologians and the namesake for my son's little name, said, Baptism is the kind of action in which, through the washing of water and the word, God the Father, for the sake of his Son the Mediator, saves us by the application and sealing of the promise of grace the son sanctifies and purifies and the holy spirit regenerates so that by the grace of christ into whose death and resurrection we are baptized and whom we put on in baptism we who have been justified have the assurance of a good conscience before god and are heirs of eternal life therefore the power work and efficacy of baptism is of god himself who works gives and effects such blessings not without means, but through the washing of water and the word. Therefore when I ask what baptism profits, bestows and works, it is the same as if I asked what the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit work, give and effect in Baptism and through Baptism. And Scripture speaks both ways, that God saves us through baptism, and that baptism saves us. But not by reason of the external washing, but because it is the assurance of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Christ. For we do not have baptism without Christ, but we are thus baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, because the whole Trinity is present in baptism. The Father saves, the Son cleanses, the Holy Spirit regenerates, not without means, but through the washing of water and the Word. So other than just adding a bit more link to my sermon with a lengthy quote, the purpose in that is because it's good for us to always consider and know the great gifts God gives us. Because we know ourselves, don't we? There's always that temptation lurking in your hearts that wants to abuse what your baptism really is and what God teaches you about it. Because the devil, the world, and your own fallen flesh don't want you to extol baptism and especially don't want you to live out your baptismal life. To view your baptism rightly is to view and believe the person and work of Jesus who fulfilled all righteousness for you. And to cling to your baptism is to live in your baptism in repentance and faith. This is simply to cling to Jesus, to what he's done for you as you receive the means he has appointed. Jesus fulfilled all righteousness. Only his life lived in perfect obedience to the law of God, Earns you a place in eternal life. Only He, as fully God and fully man, can be the perfect sacrifice, your scapegoat, as the one who takes your sin upon Himself, the sin of the world, and by His death satisfies the wrath of God against sin and the punishment that is justly due it. Only He can rise from the dead because death has no dominion over the Lord who of life who created all things. That's the wonderful thing that God teaches you today as you hear this account of the Lord's baptism, and then in turn it informs your own. You see him emerge from the waters and listen to the voice of the Father, which the Holy Spirit preaches to you this very instant. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Cling to your baptism daily, then, and live it. So we ask the question, then, what does it look like, then, for you to remember and cling to your baptism daily? What it looks like, first and foremost, and from which everything else flows is what you are doing right now, hearing God's word, receiving his sacrament. Our baptismal life is lived first and foremost in the divine service. This daily, the daily way this is lived out, then in our homes, is when you read God's word, you study it, you pray to the Lord in all circumstance and turn from your sin. Living your baptism is living by the word of God and not conforming your life to things which go against it. And in this way, then, the Christian life is a daily dying and rising which has happened in the waters of your baptism and which you keep coming back to every day. Because to persist in sin, to refuse to hear and read God's word is to deny your baptism as giving you a new birth and a new life. It's to boast, but to boast in yourself rather than humbling yourself and boasting in the Lord who has redeemed you. So too, as you go about your daily life, your daily task, you do so as one who has gone into the waters of baptism and covered in Christ. You go about your daily life as a Christian and what you think, what you say, what you do. Your baptism defines how you think and how you look at the world around you. And in today's day and age, this is a lot different than what your eyes see and what your ears hear in this world. St. Paul brings up something similar at the beginning of Romans 12 when he writes, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, which is good and acceptable and perfect. So you see, baptism then has called you out. It's set you apart. It's anointed you as one who belongs to Christ and is different than the fallen world. And your life confesses this, both in word and deed, who has called you out of sin and into the light of life. Because your sin was placed upon Jesus. He's the one who is your substitute. And now you go about your daily life as one who in holy baptism have put on Christ and is an heir of God's kingdom, which is not of this world. You are an heir of eternal life. We know well what Paul says in Galatians 2, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's very practical. So even things like changing diapers, things like teaching in a classroom, working in an office, putting out fires, protecting people, working on the line in a shipping factory, farming, whatever, fill in the blank. Anything else comes, but everything else comes back to this fact that who you are, who you know you are each and every day is what God has given you and who he has clothed you with in the waters of your baptism. God looks at Jesus' righteous life and that he's crucified and risen for you and he says to you, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. He says, I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. So what a joy it is then to be baptized into Christ and known as God's beloved child and as his baptized people to church even those other various vocations that God calls us to in this life, we are his people, his baptized people. So take heart all that God says to you today. Know that God has called you his own in holy baptism, that he has called you to a new life. The light of the world has come, and you are children of the light. This is all revealed to you, even as Jesus is shown to be who he is in this divine theophany, this epiphany. Being baptized is going headlong into the wilderness that you live in around you and being a light in the, in the darkness. It's not forgetting what God has made you to be in the waters of baptism where he forgave you your sin, where he rescued you from death and the devil and gave you eternal salvation. And as you go from this place, you go bearing that armor, bearing it in the world, and that's who you are in Christ. And nothing can take that away from you. So day by day, this is what you remember as you get up in the morning and you face what is before you, whatever vocation you may have in the estates of this world and in your family. We prayed about that a few minutes ago in the Collect of the Day about living our baptismal life. And as a baptized child of God, you stand up to temptation. You pray to the Lord for help, for guidance, and you give Him thanks. You make it your habit to read God's Word and you learn from it. You desire to live according to the Ten Commandments because you know That this is God's revealed will, and these things are good. And your life is is lived as a living sacrifice to God and in love toward your neighbor. This is what you are to talk about with your wife, your husband, your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors, your friends, your co-workers. Sit around your dinner tables. Sit in your living rooms, wherever. Reading the Bible together. Praying together. Singing good hymns like we are singing today. Like the one we just sang a moment ago by Luther. It's, It's fantastic. Because these things, they refine you, they sharpen you, they fix your eyes on Christ as you're living as the baptized people of God. And if you need help doing this, come talk to me as your pastor, I can help you. Sometimes it means that we have to hold down one kid's legs with one hand, hold another one from picking her nose at the other as we're teaching them how to pray and listen to the word of God. But that's who we are as the baptized people of God, living our vocations, but living as the baptized people. And this is the crucial thing in your lives dear people of God. Your hope, your trust, your confidence are in the Lord and what he has given to you. So protect what he gives. Confess and discuss these eternal things which really matter in the world. Because when you look around, there's so much sin. There's so much evil. There's so much death at every corner. Being baptized is your whole life. And it's your very existence every day... The Lord has graciously given you breath in this world. And then at night, when you lay down your head after a hard day's work, or maybe hardly working, you look back at your day and you see where you have sinned against the Lord. And you're sorry. You want to do better the next day. But you lay down your head as one clinging to his mercy, resting and knowing that you are God's own child in holy baptism. And you yearn to hear God's word again, and the next opportunity you can get to take into your mouth the body and blood of Christ, where he continues to give you forgiveness, life, and salvation. And then close your eyes and go to sleep as one who shares in this resurrection of Jesus. And go to your sleep as one who will one day go to your death as one who has been marked by Christ the crucified, who will welcome you into his eternal kingdom, who will raise your body from the grave on that morning of the last day. That's the confidence you lay your head down at night as a Christian. So see the baptism of Jesus and know what God has given you in your own baptism and find rest. Rest in the arms of the beloved Son of God in whom the Father is well pleased. His righteousness is your righteousness. See the Father say to the Son in your baptism and to you know that as he says, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As you take in your mouth the same true body and blood of Jesus, who stood in the Jordan River, who hung on the cross, who rose from the dead, and sits at the right hand of the Father. You are baptized into Christ, and that means absolutely everything. It means everything. Now, in this life, and with all this people, who together we will see the full completion of our baptisms in heaven, and on the last day, when the Lord raises us up to immortality and incorruption, Jesus, just as Jesus has risen and lives and reigns to all eternity, the Lord has done it, and it's all yours, now and forever. Amen.